Welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Ladies, have you ever struggled with feeling like you're not enough? Like no matter what you do, you just never seem to live up to the expectations you feel are being placed on you? Men, have you ever been frustrated by the relationships with the women in your world but feel helpless when it comes to making them better? If so, then it's time you knew the hidden story about the true nature of women that can help you overcome your struggles. On today's show, I'm going to be sharing some of the secrets I've uncovered about the power of true femininity that have been locked away for centuries. These hard-to-find insights bring freedom to the women who hear them and peace to the men who apply them. So if you're a woman who wants to experience less frustration and more fulfillment in your everyday life, or a man who wants to help the women in your world achieve their highest aims, then listen as I help you discover girl power. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you back to another episode of Create You. Hey, we're on episode 61 today. Can you believe it? I mean, I feel like time is just flying by so fast. And uh, hey, because it's flying by so fast, I sort of missed last week's uh, second episode there on Thursday. I do apologize. Uh, my, I've had a crazy, crazy busy week, as I'm sure the rest of you have. But uh, I, I got to surprise my lovely wife with a brand new bedroom. She was out of town uh, for work. And while she was out of town, I took the opportunity, uh, because it was also Mother's Day weekend, to surprise her with a brand new bedroom, and it just took up a little more time than I expected. So I apologize for missing out uh, on you guys on Thursday, but uh, I'm back today uh, with a force, because today we're going to be talking about girl power. Girl power is uh, something that I have, uh, it's a story, a new story, I should say, a a better story about the women in our world, and uh, inspired by last weekend's Mother's Day celebrations here in the United States, I wanted to turn you on to it. Uh, I've had it recorded since 2013. It's a it's a four disc audio program that I recorded in 2013, and every single woman and man that has listened to it has just been absolutely stunned by it, uh, and absolutely loves the message, which is that you know we are we're different, but we're equal. Uh, and and way beyond the equality conversation, it moves into the realm of identity and who we are as human beings and the stories that we've been told from the ancient scriptures uh, in the Bible about women uh, and and how they've been incorrect for so many years. And, uh, and basically, my discovery of these hidden gems and secrets that I found in the original language that really made me a better son, a better husband, a better father, and empowered the women in my world to reach new heights in their personal and professional lives. That is what girl power is about. So we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, I'm going to be sharing a special offer with you at the end of this podcast episode that will give you access to all those secrets that I uncovered and that I recorded in that four-disc audio program. And I appropriately named it Girl Power, of course, for a very special reason. And you will find out all of those things when you get that limited time offer at the end of this episode. You will not want to miss it. It's a one-time only deal. So stay tuned and you will be able to receive it. Now, let's get into this because, I I mean, listen, I love Mother's Day. And this weekend, we honored the women we call mothers in the United States 
with our Mother's Day celebrations. Now, I know all over the world you guys have Mother's Day celebrations at different times of the year. Uh, But here in the United States, it's really a wonderful time to show our appreciation and gratitude for the women in our world that give us life and love in so many awesome and in many times selfless ways. And yet, even though we're honoring and appreciating and having so much gratitude for the women in our world on this day, right, on this Mother's Day that we just celebrated, we're still living in a world where none of us could argue Uh, that we would not exist if it weren't for our mothers, right? But women are still not valued as highly as men. And in so many parts of society across the globe, they're actually devalued as less than men. And based on recent statistics, men are actually less educated but but more compensated than the women in our world. So women are still not compensated as highly, but they're more educated now. Women in a recent survey were deemed more effective leaders by quite a few percentage points than men, but they still only occupy 4% of CEO-level leadership positions worldwide. The problems don't even come close to stopping there, though. Our world demands more of women than it does of men. It makes women prove that they're worthy of going after their dreams Uh, I mean, women are expected to manage not only themselves, but their businesses, their households, and oftentimes the lives of their children and partners. The women I've coached are always exhausted from trying to live up to all the expectations that have been placed on them by others, and they're equally unfulfilled because they don't have any time left to please everyone and still follow their heart and do what they know they want and desire to do in their lives. So the question I would ask is, what if it's our view, our perspective, our story about women that needs to change instead of their performance? What if it's not the women's performance that needs to change or their behavior that needs to change, but it's the story that we have about women that's been wrong this whole time? And it needs to change so that the paradigm of thinking that we live in as a society can change and we can have women that are more fulfilled and less frustrated. Wouldn't that be a fabulous thing? Now, uh, you may or may not know that the reason why I have any stake in this story is that before I was a life and relationship coach and doing this awesome podcast with you, I was a pastor. I started in church. I was a preacher, right? And as a pastor... I noticed that women were relegated a certain role in the story of life. And if they varied from that role, they were met with a lot of opposition. Now, I was a mama's boy myself, and I also have a very strong partner in my wife. And because of those two very influential female figures in my life, that did not sit well with me. I didn't enjoy the idea that there was this chauvinistic tendency to the story about God that we had in our, you know, our subculture there in our congregation. So I questioned it. I I began to question whether or not we really fully understood the power within women. I, I began to question whether or not we understood their purpose, their influence, their leadership abilities, and I wanted to find out more. So... I did what all pastors would do, right? I went to the Bible. I went to the story in the Hebrew scriptures. 
that story that shaped so much of our culture's view of women. The story of the first woman and the first man in the Garden of Eden as told in the book of Genesis has shaped much of the beliefs of what we have in our world today. I mean, Christianity in both Catholic and Protestant forms influences much of the beliefs and the mores of society that we live in in the Western civilization and cultures that are all across the globe today. And uh, they have interpreted, I would say, the, the story has been interpreted in a particular way that has shaped the way we view women, the way we view men, the way we view our gender roles, our, our identities, the way we show up and behave with one another and communicate with one another and empower one another. So here's the story that I grew up with, in short, uh, that I believe I got from, you know, I caught it more than it was probably taught directly out loud, but this was the story that I grew up in, that I lived in, that I had been given. And it goes like this. God makes the garden. God makes man. God places man in the garden. God makes woman to be with the man. Woman sins against God. Man follows the woman's lead. God curses them both. Therefore, everything is the woman's fault. And men are better than women because they're not as weak-minded. Does that story sound familiar? (laughs) If it does, then you've probably been living long enough to have heard some version of that story that either you're catching because of the way we're living or you've literally been taught directly from some uh, church leader or pastor or teacher somewhere along the road. Now, from this interpretation of the story that we read in Genesis, a whole culture was created that devalued the voice of women in society and saw them only as incubators and servants and objects of sexual desire. They were unfit for, quote, man's work, and they were never asked to lead because they were, quote, weak-minded. And basically, unfortunately, we are still living in the 21st century today in an updated version of that old story. But there's something missing. Wouldn't you agree? There's just something missing. I mean, all the women I know are very capable human beings. I mean, and just lovely and uh, they, they, the, the women leaders that I've worked with that I've coached, they possess the leadership skills that all the leadership books write about that men are trying to become, but women already possess. There's just something missing about the way we're viewing our world and the way we are, uh, you know, relegating certain roles to each gender instead of seeing ourselves as unique and different, but not inferior, we're seeing ourselves as different and inferior. So we're trying to elevate power and we're having a struggle for power over one another uh, in certain places in society. And it's just unnecessary. It's a completely unnecessary version of this story because that story isn't what's actually in Genesis. And that's what I began to find out. You know, you know, something it was shown to me by a mentor originally, a mentor that I had back in 2004, he began to show me that looking into the original languages of stories, ancient stories, but particularly the Bible stories, uh, really changes the way that you see the story itself because we translated the stories, right, into the language that we can understand. Uh, But I'm telling you what, there's something by, in looking into the original language of that text, it of the Genesis story, but especially about women, it elevates the status of women. 
and their intended purpose in society and in humanity. And it's really interesting. I mean, it's so interesting, in fact, that Christianity over the centuries has had a vested interest in keeping it out of public view. Now, it's not always conscious when they're doing this, uh, but there have been times in history when, uh, you know, certain men particularly have literally dumbed down what they saw in the story or changed it completely to fit the mold of what they believed was true, which was that men were better than women. Why do they do this? Because men on in the general don't trust women at the deepest heart level. And it's a you know an evolutionary thing. We've we've really increased this uh, this deep unconscious, I would say, uh, distrust for women over time. And it's just been handed down to us generation after generation. And only by facing it and changing it can you let it go. Uh, because you have to let go of that control. And letting go of control is change. And change is hard, right? Change is disruptive and it's revolutionary. And if the story that we've been, you know, f- founding our lives upon and our and our understanding of the world upon shifts dramatically to allow women a more influential and primary role in our world, then that will change the way it looks, the way the world looks, the way the world operates, and the way the world functions. And that would be a threat to everyone's way of life everywhere. So it stays hidden. It stays hidden like, like so many precious things do, right? Like gems, like diamonds, like, like rocks that, that, that we now cut and sell or put into rings that we might carry around for keepsakes. We have to dig to find those, right? We have to dig to find gold. It's not easy to find. That's why it's precious. And that's kind of what I found out about this story and particularly what I found out about the power within women. You know, it has to be sought to be found, and I found it by becoming a father. And after I, I beheld the miracle of childbirth, uh, and I watched my amazing wife labor to give birth to our daughter, I realized that I didn't exactly know how to raise a girl. Light bulb, right? I mean, listen, I, I wanted her more than anything to have everything and be everything that her heart desired, But I also knew how cruel the world could be towards women, and I didn't want her to feel held back in any way by the world around her. I wanted to help her access her capacity and her power in all of its glory, and I didn't want to let the forces from outside her define her identity with their stories. So I went searching. I went searching where pastors go, right? Back to the Bible. I went searching because I wanted a fresh look at that ancient story, and I'd And I wanted to look at that story that I'd been told and see if there was something that we missed. And like I've been telling you, I found it. And I found a lot of it. For example, context is key. You can't just read the Bible or any ancient book for that matter without first placing it in its context. I mean, the context is who was the story written for? How did they think? How did they operate? What were their cultural norms? I mean, many of us simply get the Bible wrong because we read an English translation of a Greek translation of a book that was originally written in the Hebrew language. 
And English, my friends, is nowhere near as deep a language as the ancient Hebrew language was. For instance, some words in Hebrew can mean like up to eight or nine things, and sometimes more. And you can only generally know what the writer intended that word to mean by comparing that word with other instances of that word in other sentences and thoughts that happen throughout other parts of literature. <laughs> I mean, so this is a deep study. This is no joke. I mean, you really have to compare and contrast and look and make sure that you know what the author intended. And even then, you may not always know. Because ancient Hebrew is not only a phonetic language, in other words, it's a language that makes sounds, that make words that we can hear, but it's also a pictographic language where each letter is a picture and then those pictures combine to form word pictures when they're put together into words and those give an even deeper understanding of the word when it's used on the page. Now, I am not gonna get too much into the weeds here by giving you too many details and boring you to death, but I'll give you a little taste, and if you're interested in the rest, then I've got a special offer for you coming up in a few minutes to get Girl Power on audio. And one of the first interesting notes I made on my journey towards discovering the power within women that I think is just fascinating was this. The story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, the poem that we read in Genesis chapter 1 that so many of us have uh, been told was you know, the the explanation of how we got here uh, was not the only story of how the universe came into being. It definitely wasn't the only religious story, and it wasn't the only story of how everything took place and why humans were here on the earth. In the 16th century BCE was when the story of Genesis took place, and there were several stories already circulating in that area of the world. But what makes the Genesis story so interesting is that it was and is the only ancient story that includes a separation of the creation of man and woman in their uniqueness. All the other stories did not include the separation of women from man. It was just human, just man, mankind, I guess, in general, or maybe it was man specifically, I'm not sure. It was just a complete bias toward uh, the male gender. And uh, they never explained that women were different, unique, or separate. This is the only story that specifically addresses how women were made. And I find that fascinating. And it's so interesting when you're reading the story in its original context and seeing it in its time and in its place, how revolutionary it actually was. I mean, many rabbis, which are Hebrew teachers, by the way, uh, they believe, and by, they've been around for, I mean, this this book's been around for so many thousands of years. They've been uh, thinking and interpreting this, these stories for thousands of years. Many rabbis believe that there is great significance in the fact that women were mentioned last in the story. They were mentioned last. They were created last in the story. Now, uh, by the way, I am not one who subscribes to the idea that the story is uh, about two actual people. I believe the story is more an allusion to our purpose. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to see how we were meant to to be made and, and how we function and even how we made mistakes and how we screwed it all up and how we can help each other get things better. It's about progression, moving forward. It's about our statement of purpose, I believe, is more what it's about. I, I think much it's much less about 
actual explanations of scientific facts, which is what I was taught growing up. Uh, but I've climbed out of that uh, learning, and I've learned that it's really more about our purpose. It's not. It's less about an explanation of how we got here and uh, more of a statement of the purpose of what it means to be human and how we can help one another be more human and, uh, and live our best lives together in relationship with one another and empower one another to be our best. That is my take on what Genesis is really, truly about. And uh, I'm backed up by that by thousands of years of Hebrew teaching. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those rabbis, they believe there's great significance that women were mentioned last. They were created last, as though the author of that poem was saying that all of creation swelled to the moment when women were created, as if this was God's best attempt at progressing, growing, changing, and creating it right, doing the last thing his best thing, right? Some Hebrew scholars even refer to women as the, quote, crown of creation because they cap the whole process in the story. Isn't that fascinating? And it's a much, already, I'm already starting to swing an axe at some of the stories that I heard growing up, but maybe you've heard as well from other uh, parts of society and maybe other parts of, of religion and Christianity um, that, you know, that women are less than, that they're inferior somehow to men, uh, that they're, quote, the weaker sex. None of that is true in the original language. None of it is true. The only way it can be true is if you make the story mean that. And of course, a lot of people want the story to mean that because then they can have control and power over women. But, uh, you know, that's it's really not the world I want to live in, and I hope it's not the world you want to live in either, which is why I'm trying to, you know, uh, enlighten you a little bit to some of the things that I have found out. So only one, I'll share one more thing with you because just this is so endlessly fascinating to me. There's only one more thing I'll share with you today, and then I'll just, you know, I'll let you explore on your own if you want to go grab girl power for yourself. One more thing I'll share with you is that the words we see translated as male and female in the story have deep meaning. The, The word for female carries the meaning appointed leader. The male word does not carry that meaning. The male word, uh, references uh, obedience to remembering a command, but it does not reference anything about leadership. I find that interesting, don't you? That the word for female in the story, in the original language, carries the meaning appointed leader. I mean, that's a light bulb moment. That one inside alone changed the way my marriage works and it made my relationships with my mother and my daughter wonderfully interesting because I view them more as uh, the leader and the manager of these relationships, and I follow their lead in many ways, and I listen to what they have to say. I've, I've empowered their voice to speak up in all situations uh, and, and not hold back. And so many women are holding back from giving their voice to the world, and we're only, you know, look, we're, we're operating on a half a brain, we need the feminine brain. We need that extra voice. We need it because uh, women have a unique ability to keep us on track in a direction that we should be headed in, that we should be going. Look, the masculine world has gotten us into all kinds of trouble because 
this world that we live in is largely built on masculine energy, and the masculine energy is very competitive, uh, and it's very mission-driven, and it's very focused, and it wants to get things done at you know great cost often uh, to you know the ends justifying the means philosophies, and unfortunately, you know if we would just listen more to the women in our world, we'd have a lot more opportunity to see greatness show up in our human lives and in our societies. If we would just allow the influence that they already possess to be present in our world, we would have a much more compelling story to give our children and to pass down throughout history to the next generations of human beings. I, I find it compelling, I find it endlessly compelling that a story like the ones we hear from the Bible that so deeply and profoundly shaped our culture and how we think about things as basic as gender roles and personal identity has largely been accepted as true unquestioningly by so many of us. Many of us would don't even question the story. But stories, my friends, must be questioned because we're biased. We make assumptions about facts that are present and we fill in the rest with what we imagine took place or what it all means. That's how our brains work. Our brains work in stories. And then we live in those stories, whether or not they're true or not. And they filter our world and they alter our perspective on reality. So questioning the story is the challenge I have to you today. There's a story about women that's so much better than the one we've been given. A story about women that's so much better than the one we've been given. And that's my challenge to you is to discover it, to discover girl power. Back in 2013, I mentioned it earlier, I recorded a four-disc audio program called Girl Power to tell the story that I was seeing in the scriptures about women and to challenge the story we've heard so often, and I want to offer it to you today. Now, you might be thinking, Jeremy... What does this have to do with my life? How will this help me move forward? To which I would respond, how will it not help you? Identity is a powerful force, one that I have talked about many times here on the podcast. It shapes your success in life and it determines what direction you're headed. If any part of your identity is being informed by a story that makes you feel less than or more than at even a subconscious level, then your life isn't, is or isn't all that it could be. It's being affected by the story. And you might think that it doesn't make much sense for me, a man, to be talking about the power within women. But then I would ask you this, isn't that exactly what we need? Don't we need a man questioning these unconscious biases that we have towards women instead of just a woman alone questioning them? I mean, look, I, I've read many women's studies on this exact story, and there have been plenty of women throughout history that have identified it and called it out and written about it, but guess what? They were ignored. Why? Because the bias is in place. There needs to be someone that stands up and says, hey, this is not the story. This isn't true about women. It's not true about my wife. It's not true about my daughter. It's not true about my mother. It's not true about all women. Let's change the way we see them. Let's elevate their status. Let's give them the influence that they deserve. I created the Girl Power Program out of my deep desire to help women achieve their highest aims and live their best lives. 
It was born out of my curiosity to know how to best serve and how to best support my wife and daughter on their journey. But little did I know when I first found out about this that it would offer so much freedom and fulfillment to the lives of every person with whom I've shared it. Girl power in itself, the the story itself can be shocking because it's such a radically different way of seeing women. But my hope is that this truth and that this story would be accepted and applied by our world so that we could treat women with the honor and respect they deserve. Now, here's the offer for you, my podcast listeners. I'd like to offer the program to you for one week only for the very special price of $9.97. This is a program valued at $69 that normally I sell for $27, but if you order now, between now and May 17th, actually, at midnight Pacific time, you can hear all of the awesome gems and the uncovered truths that I found out that helped me view the women in my world so much differently and help the women that I shared this with feel more empowered and fulfilled every single day. And you can have it all for less than 10 bucks. So if you want to get it, just get started. Come on over to jeremyflag.com slash girlpower. I'll say it again, jeremyflag.com slash girlpower. Click on the buy now button. And then during checkout, you can be sure to enter the discount code create you with no spaces, C-R-E-A-T-E-U, with no spaces, and you'll receive the special offer. Now, if you missed any of that, I'll have all that information for you in the show notes in case you missed it over at jeremyflag.com slash episode 61. And while you're there, I would love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode. I mean, what new perspective did you gain? I mean, did it feel challenging to look at a story like this that's so central to the way we see ourselves and the way we operate? Uh, and and But did you find it rewarding at all? And this is just the beginning, you guys, just the beginning. I would love for you to grab the program, and that's why I've made it so accessible to you, to honor the mothers and the women in our world that we call mothers, uh, you know, you know, to extend this Mother's Day celebration here. Uh, and I really wanted to extend it to every all of my listeners today that you guys would have a chance to get this in your hands for only $9.97. So as we close this special episode today, this is not my normal routine. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I don't normally just uh, give you one long uh, you know, opportunity to, to jump into something and buy something. But I want to close today's episode uh, by leaving you with one of the most powerful reviews of this program. I handed this program to lots of different people to review uh, because, to be quite honest with you, I had no idea how people were going to receive this for all the same reasons I just gave you, right? Like, who is this guy to be thinking that he can go, to, you know, empower women with a new story? I mean, who is this guy to think he could do this? I mean, and, you know, like Brene Brown says, you know, you get past the, uh, when you get past the you're not enough, so then you have to deal with the who do you think you are. And uh, man, I had a lot of those happening after I recorded this, but I handed this to a lot of different women and a lot of different men because I wanted to get the opportunity to re- for them to review it and tell me what they thought so I could refine it and use their feedback to make this program better. And one of the most fascinating and powerful reviews I got was from a family therapist and a stay-at-home mom. Her name is Sarah, and after she listened to these discs, she wrote this. This message was chain-breaking for me personally. 
I was encouraged, inspired, and motivated. It left me praying to God and saying, what do you have for me that I was afraid to try before? Society has defined a huge part of who I am as a woman today. The world and even the church has told me who I am and what my role is. At times, even scripture has been twisted to keep women in chains. This teaching will leave you feeling like a spiritual William Wallace shouting, Freedom! I felt fear melting off of me, and thoughts that have bothered me my whole life were being challenged. That inner unrest inside my soul after years of discontentment was awakened. I am more than an omelet-making, vacuuming, diaper-changing mom and wife, and I love that I get to do those things and do them well. But that place in my heart that longs for more will be settled as I live out my calling without fear. We are unique and incredible creatures, and this teaching expounds on that. I was pleasantly surprised and blessed by girl power, and I know you will be too. I couldn't leave you with anything more powerful than that. Sarah really, really summed it up well, and I hope that you will also discover about girl power what she discovered, the freedom and the fulfillment in knowing who you are. And if you're a man, knowing who the women in your world are can change your perspective dramatically and alleviate a lot of the pressure and the conflict and the tension that exists between you and the women in your world by just honoring them for who they really are. If you want to find out more, just go to jeremyflag.com slash girlpower and discover the remarkable story about women you haven't been told but you ought to know. Use the discount code Create you, C-R-E-A-T-E-U, at checkout before midnight on May 17th, and you'll get the whole program for only $9.97. Have a breakthrough day, my friends. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there, and I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag CreateU. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on CreateU and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life-changing episode. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg. Reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you. You.